Welcome to A Brief Chat with Jason Crane for August 2nd, 2019. It is Friday, the last day of the week for this show. Maybe it's the last day of your work week, and if so, I hope you have some relaxing time coming up ahead of you, and if you still have to work, I hope people are nice to you. Yesterday, I mentioned in the second half of the show that I have started becoming a tarot reader, <laughs> uh, primarily for myself, although I have done it for other people. And I talked a little bit about the the really positive effect that it's had on my life. And I closed the show by saying that this positive effect is not, for me, born out of the supernatural or anything magical. It is, I think the term I used was an almost scientific way to redirect your thinking. And that's why I find it so incredibly useful and I think useful to a really broad spectrum of people. I have religious friends who use tarot. I have atheist friends who use tarot. I have pagan friends who use tarot. And everyone on the spectrum in between all those things. So here's how it works for me. First of all, what tarot is. A, a tarot deck is a 78-card deck of major and minor arcana the major arcana are concepts like you know the world and judgment and uh the devil and temperance and things like that and then the minor arcana are four suits cups wands swords and pentacles with numbers from one to ten and in the tarot deck that most people are most familiar with which is the rider weight deck or the rider weight smith deck Every single one of those cards has an image of some kind drawn on it. And so through a combination of the meanings that have been assigned to the numbers and the suits and the cards of the major arcana, and then uh, an intuitive approach to looking at the story depicted in the image on the card, you can get some sort of idea with each card you draw about a way of thinking about any particular situation or just a general way of thinking about your day or the upcoming days, that kind of thing. Now, I know if you see, uh, you know, a, a old Roma woman with a crystal ball and tarot cards in a you know movie in her caravan thing that has come into town, that tarot is often depicted as a source of kind of magical fortune telling. And certainly there are people who use it as a fortune telling system. I don't because I don't find any that I, I kind of lend any credence to that idea that something can tell the future, you know, other than in the way we know if certain series of facts are grouped together a certain outcome is likely to happen. But tarot, I don't think, is a is a tool for divination as much as it is a tool for exploration. And here's what I mean by that. I do my daily tarot card pulls at night. A lot of people do them in the morning, but I found when I was doing them in the morning that they would influence my day more than help me reflect on it. So I switched to the nighttime. So I meditate at night, and I also do a, a tarot card reading. I often meditate in the morning, too, but anyway... I always do a tarot card reading at night as one of the, the final things before I go to bed. And when I pull a card, I'm essentially just thinking about reflecting on my day and other ways to look at what happened to me that day. And so I pull the card, and there's some sort of story or, or concept associated with the card. And that helps me think of the things that happened to me that day 
in a light other than the story I've already attached them. Storytelling is one of the most basic human skills. We are all storytellers. Now, that doesn't mean we all like to stand up in front of a crowd or gather around the campfire and tell stories to the people around us. But the way in which every single one of us is a storyteller is that when anything happens in our life or when we see anything or hear anything or taste anything or smell anything or touch anything, we associate some experience we have had in the past with that thing and we begin telling a story about it. This stuff can happen in microseconds around particular experiences. Imagine walking into a house where someone is making something your grandmother used to make and the instant associations you'll have when you smell those things. Imagine that uh, bad things happen to you that were associated with loud sounds and what then will happen to you in the future when a car backfires near you or there's a clap of thunder or someone slams a door. We make lots of instant associations and tell stories. If you grew up in an area where there was lots of gunfire and then you hear a car backfire later in life and have an instant reaction that draws you back to that traumatic young experience, you're not having that reaction because anyone's actually shooting at you. You're having that reaction because in your brain there is wiring that has attached that kind of sound to a series of circumstances that scared you or were actually dangerous. And so your brain is just saying this sound equals danger and I have to protect myself and there's fight or flight responses to that. It's not based on facts. It's based on old facts. And so you can imagine how I mean, we, we hear stories all the time about people who come from war-torn areas and they move to the United States and on the 4th of July, it's incredibly difficult for them because all of a sudden every place sounds like it's under fire. That's, you know, I don't know if that's a heavy-handed example, but it is an example of the way in which we react to things. And so if anything happens to me in the course of a day, if, you know, someone cuts me off in traffic or someone is rude to me in a social situation or... I have a great day. I achieve something. I have a series of stories associated with that that reinforce the things I already think. And it's very easy because of that to kind of get trapped in this cycle where what's happening to you is you are having experiences that reinforce the things you already think. And that means when you have the experiences again, you reinforce it even more and so on in such a way that it's really, really difficult to think about the things that happen to you in a new or fresh way. It's it's very hard to see the world with what Suzuki Roshi, uh, one of the famous Zen teachers who brought Buddhism to the United States, would call beginner's mind. Beginner's mind is very hard to achieve because you don't actually have a beginner's mind. Your mind is cluttered with your previous experiences. So is mine. I'm just saying you because it's the way I talk, but I mean, mine too. It's why when I sit and silently meditate, lots of stories pop up. And sometimes I will find myself in meditation going down this rabbit hole. Like Sometimes I'll find myself angry because I have literally created a scenario that did not happen in my head. And I have imagined, well, man, tomorrow I'm going to do this thing. And what if this person reacts this way? And by the time I've gone down this well of storytelling, I'm actually angry. Like My heart is racing. And the thing I'm supposed to be doing is silently meditating. <laughs> I'm not a very good Buddhist, even after 20 years. Tarot is a way, certainly not the only way, but it is a way, and for me it's a very effective way, to 
introduce other ways of looking at the situations that happen to me during a day than just those things that I already have stored and ready to fire in my brain. And again, I say there are lots of ways you can do this. Uh, you know, there's there's meditation, there's tarot, some people use astrology, and I, I have looked into astrology. I always thought it was really bogus, and then so many people I respect are really into it that I decided to investigate it after I started investigating tarot, and it still doesn't resonate with me at all, but if you do, if it does with you, that's awesome. Everything I say, your mileage may vary, and my opinion is just my opinion. But I have found tarot to be incredibly useful to me, and I think it has, along with meditation, I think it has helped me keep a much more even keel during what has been a fairly tumultuous time since I have begun this experiment of not having a regular job, an experiment which, as we all know, has now been interrupted by me having a regular job again. But in the past, I think I would have found it much more difficult to keep some sort of emotional center because it's very easy for me to fall into a failure-based story. You know, when, when money is tight and I'm not really bringing in very much, and that's the way we measure our success, it's very easy for me to fall into a story of my own failure and inadequacy. And I think that tarot has helped me tell other stories during that time, for which I am extremely grateful. If you're looking for a good tarot deck, I highly recommend the Centennial Edition of the Rider Waite uh, Smith deck. It's it's really beautiful. It's pretty easy to get cheap. And there are lots of good books, including Modern Tarot, She is Sitting in the Night, uh, WTF is Tarot, all of which are great. Uh, uh, sev uh, 78 Degrees of Wisdom, great starter points for learning about tarot. That's it for today's show. I hope you have an awesome weekend. Find everything you need to know at abriefchat.com. Please share the show with your friends. I love you. A better world is possible.